Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, December 15, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What's on the docket today? The first thing we need to discuss is the fact that today was in fact Turnaround Tuesday. Therefore, we're not surprised to see the market trading up after it traded down yesterday. What's the recipe for the market trading down yesterday and trading up today? In other words, what's the reason that the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew engage in those activities? And the reason is, or the read between the line stuff going on is, what did they do? They sucked in a bunch of people to the short side yesterday. They bought weekly options. They buy weekly puts expecting there to be further downside. And guess what? We know the guess what. The guess what is they got a lemon meringue pie in the face. It's not like this is a one hit wonder or a once in a blue moon type of situation. We talk about this all the time. And the reason is, is because they do it all the time. I'm trying to bring out an awareness so that the traders who are buying weekly options on a guess stop the madness and start treating it as a business. You know who you are. What else do we have? Well, we're going to take a look at the daily chart as we always do. We're going to talk about the stuff that's jumping off the page. What's the first thing, two or three that hits me or that hits you jumping off the chart? Those are the things that more often than not, we have to pay attention to. For example, the first thing we notice on the chart is the trend. The trend is up. The trend is your friend. Therefore, fighting the trend is not such a great idea. They're trading near the highs. They're pennies away from the all-time high. There's nothing bearish about that setup. We have a couple of lines on the screen. We know what they are. We'll just reiterate real quick. 364.38 and the one below it is 362.83. These are important spots. This is basically what's keeping the market trending higher for the time being. Staying above this general zone, above 364.38, which was an old high. The market's broken out above the old high. It remains above the old high, back below the old high, and there could be trouble in paradise. 362.83 is a gap. They came close to that gap the other day, last Friday. Therefore, if they came back down to the gap by chance, is that gap the same trade as it would have been on the first run into the gap? And the answer is absolutely not. We don't know that it will or won't work in terms of being support, but it's not the same trade. We have to treat it differently. These are all the things that come out in real time during the trading day inside the numbers. Yesterday, we looked at the 240-minute chart. They were below the 20-period moving average, and we discussed the fact that if they came down further, that gap and the 50-period moving average was a good opportunity for the market to find support. Well, here we find price back above all the moving averages, namely today back above the 20-period moving average, again, pushing near the highs. Nothing wrong with this tape. The trend is your friend until the very end. The reason why I wanted to bring this chart back that we saw last night is because it changed. When the facts change, when the situation changes, traders have to make decisions and changes in real time. That's why we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. We always check our bias at the door. 
Since we looked at the 120 minute chart, we'll do it again, same routine. The 120 minute chart is now above all the moving averages, therefore all we have to do is move it along. There's again nothing wrong with this chart, nothing wrong with this tape. How about the hourly chart? The hourly chart is into what? It's into the area of a breakdown candle high. Therefore, we shouldn't be surprised that the market basically ran up to that zone and began going sideways to do what? To build energy to get through the breakdown candle high. When we get into inside the numbers, what you'll notice is as the market began moving higher throughout the day, what became the target? The area around the breakdown candle high. Did they get there? Pretty much. They didn't get all the way there, but they got close enough. This is another example that we can use this chart and this picture to really describe what recocking the gun really is. Now this one tends to have a double barrel, so it's not exactly the best recocking the gun on the board, but the point is this. The market runs up and it pulls back. It makes everybody think that it's going to go a lot lower. The news flow turns negative. They begin to pull out things that become the centerpiece of why the market is trading down. For example, it's stimulus or it's something having to do with the vaccine. Whatever it is on any given day is the reason the market is down by definition because as long as the media is discussing it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and the reason. doesn't really matter what the truth is. What matters is what people believe. If the market's down and you believe that it's down because of X, Y, or Z, what difference does it make? It's down because of X, Y, or Z. Who's to challenge it? You can't prove it either way. Back to recocking of the gun. So let's get rid of this and let's just say that the market runs up to here and then it trades down. Again, making everybody think it's going to trade a lot lower. All it did was basically reset the stage, recock the gun for another move higher. This time where the market found resistance here, it's less likely to find the same resistance. Now the first order of business is if it did, meaning run up and immediately get rejected, that would be a different story. However, what we see, and this is hashtag reading the tape, what we see is a market that ran up to the former area of resistance, right? And then what it did, instead of being rejected, it's hovering. It's eating time off the clock, building energy for when it's ready to make another push higher to where? to re-challenge the former highs up in this area. Now, we also have on the docket this week, what? We have a couple of things going. We have more than a couple of things. We have quadruple witching options expiration. Some wicked stuff can happen. We can have some whipsaw activity. Beware, it's an awareness. I think we already had some of it. What else do we have? We have Kabuki Theater. Wednesday afternoon, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Fed will release the results of their two-day meeting, the last meeting of the year. They'll have an interest rate decision. The reason we call it Kabuki Theater is because the market waits around for the announcement that the Fed is either going to raise or not raise interest rates. However, these days, they telegraph what they're going to do. There's never a surprise. Either way, the market tends to whip around a little bit around the announcement, gives a good excuse for it to trade up a little bit, trade down a little bit, whatever it is, 
Little while later, they'll have a press conference. The market does the same thing, up, down, little bit of a chop shop formation, and then it will generally pick a direction and go. Now, we have something else on the board. So take all that. The market's trading up. It's trading near the highs. When you look at the daily chart, it's trending up. So the market is trading up into this time period. What's this time period? Well, it's an important time period. December 21 will have the winter solstice. We'll also have the grand conjunction that we've discussed before. Now, that in and of itself is a big time event. It's more of a longer term shift in things. We're not going to get into the details of that here. You can do the homework. You can do the research. There's plenty of information, especially now since it's up and coming. There's plenty of information about that. Net net, can the market trade up into this time period, for example, up into the beginning of next week and then put it to turn? Now, the answer is it can. We don't know that it will. We have signs and signal of a trend change that we look for. They start from an intraday basis. They morph into hourly charts, bigger charts in between hourly and daily charts. They morph onto a daily chart and potentially beyond. I don't know that the 21st or 22nd will be a turn in the market, but we're starting to get on the lookout. The tricky part is we're getting into the end of the year. We have holiday seasonality, end of the year seasonality. The market typically likes to trade up into the holiday season, in through the new year. It doesn't always happen. We've had significant down Decembers before. I'm not saying one or the other is going to happen. We're on the lookout. We use the numbers to determine which direction the market's going to go. Are they above a certain number? Are they below a certain number? Right now they're above, so there's nothing wrong with the tape. We're not just ready to say we're looking for a turn, meaning eminent, but we're aware that a turn will be coming. It could come at any time. We might be a little suspicious that it may not come before the end of the year. What's going on inside the numbers today? It was turnaround Tuesday. The S&P is waking up about 20 handles from yesterday's close. Post gap and crap, dead cat bounce, potentially. Early in the morning, this is like 6.15. We don't know. These are my first and early thoughts posted on the board. By the way, while we're down here, stocks on the move, Nothing went into their number today. We had one of those situations where the market was gapping up. Most of the stocks were floating around. Nothing came into a price that we were willing to pay for. We take trades at our numbers, not somebody else's. So be it. Moving right along. So the early thoughts, right out of the gate, were citing some important numbers. Remember the gap from yesterday, 366.27 to 366.30. You know the routine, we'll quickly go over to the charts right of the vertical today's activity. The horizontal line is in fact 366.30. Guess what? Not exactly, but it was right around low of day. Early thoughts pre-market 368 is important. And by the way, in last night's video, we referenced Ropadope as a possibility for yesterday's market activity. Guess what? It was in fact a Ropadope. It's the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. They want you to think the market is doing one thing right before it turns around to do the other. Little thin on the super scanner for stocks on the move, so we'll move it along and see what happens as the day gets underway. Now check this out. We've got a resistance zone early at 367.75 to 368.65. 
Now this number is going to come into play later on in the day. This number is an important number and they got above it, but I want to show you something. How you know a number is important, even if they blow through a number either on the upside or the downside, later on when they come back to run a test of the same number and it becomes support because it was supposed to be resistance, so therefore they get above it, they come back to run a test, it is support and they go from there, that tells you that you've got the right number and now you know they have a different destination in mind and now you're using the number as support. It's a way to put together a trade setup a la Trading 101, treating it as a business, learning as we go along. And you keep in mind things like this. There are important numbers. Important numbers can be support or resistance. If price gets above a resistance number and then it comes back to check in at or run a test of the same number and it stays above. Maybe it touches it, maybe it spikes through it a little bit, but it doesn't close 10, 15 minute candles below, things like that. That's how we gauge the health of the market. What was once resistance becomes support, what was once support becomes resistance. We put that together with the important numbers and you can begin to see how I develop trade setups throughout the day. Some of you just got one of those aha moments. Let's move along and see what happened as the day got underway. Right out of the gate, they scared the bottom end of the resistance range. What that means is they really didn't get high enough for me to get interested in a short trade at 932. What I urge you to do as I go through the notes, and I'll pick out important things that we want to review, but I urge you to pause the video, read the notes, and go back and double check the charts to see if in fact this information is accurate or am I bonkers. As they move around in the morning, you want to put the numbers out there. We need to know if they're above or below certain stuff. 367.02, that was low of day. If they get below, it opens the door for 366.50. Not far away, but these are the numbers we're working with today. Tomorrow, there'll be different numbers. Sometimes they're far apart. Sometimes they're closer together. Depends on what the market's been doing of late. Now we've got something to chew on. 366.50, give or take, should be support. Closing candles below 366.20 is a fumble for the bulls. Back to the five-minute chart. Look here. You've got a candle close. This is only a five-minute chart, but you've got a candle close at 366.20. So we know the number's important. Did they close a 15-minute candle below 366.20? And the answer is no, they didn't moving right along now you'll see here that i had a best buy scenario not best buy the electronic store but best buy 366.25 to buy the market long that was what was on my radar screen at 10:14 in the morning and before that by the way you see it again down here this was just a reiteration moving along for a moment we had a pivot 367.25 now the chart's getting a little crowded, but let's focus on 367.25 for a second because we can have another lesson learned here. So here it is, 367.25. Now the market runs up and 367.25 is the stopping point. The next candle, you see it ran right down to test not the low of the previous candle, but around the area that it, what, last broke out from. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, isn't it? So the low here is 366.75. Again, we're not talking about tremendous moves, but here's the concept. Go with me. You have to start with the premise, a number's important. 
let's go with I'm trusting that the number is important. So they run up to a number, they stop pretty much on a dime. What was the high in the previous candle? How about 367.25? The next candle, they run down quickly to the last breakout area. Essentially, they were going back and forth, chop shop, chop shop, chop shop. They break out, they come back to test the former breakout area, and then shoot up immediately. That, in and of itself, is running a test. They're checking the door. If the door's locked, they run a test, the door's locked, guess what? They're free to go back and bust through the resistance area. That's the way this works. If they were running a test and the test was going to fail, they would have stayed down here back at the former breakout area or go lower. They didn't do that. They ran a quick test. They got right out of there. That's called reading the tape. Let's move along for a moment. And I want to explain something else because I was saying 366 and a quarter is a buy zone. What happened is the market did a stutter step. And you know how I feel about the prices where I want to buy or sell the market. It has to come there in a straight line. It has to get to my price my way. Now, sometimes that works to my advantage. Sometimes it doesn't. Today, it didn't. I was stingy looking for the price my way. They did a stutter step. They came back into the price. They took off to the upside and never looked back. The price was right. I didn't get in the trade. That's the way it goes. Let me show you what I'm discussing. So here it is. The low was 366.42. I'm looking for 366 and a quarter. They rally away. So here they make a high of what? 366.94. So now when they come back down in the next candle, I'm thinking, well, my number's no good anymore. They can certainly go lower. And look what I'm staring at, even on this five-minute chart. I'm looking down here. They could go all the way down to the lows from yesterday. You don't know exactly what's going to happen when they come up short, rally away, and then come back down. It could have been either way. We've seen plenty of days where it was the right move because they essentially ate time off the clock and then they finally went lower. Today, they went into the number. They went slightly lower. They went back and forth for a while in a chop shop formation and then took off to the upside. So they didn't do it my way, but the takeaway is this. The numbers were right. Let's see what else we have in the notes. What I urge you to do is simply pause the video. Go back to the chart and check the numbers out. Check what the market was doing after the stuff was posted. There was a large majority of the day where the market really traded in a narrow range. That was in the lunchtime to the mid-afternoon hour. It was going sideways doing what? Eating time off the clock. Either way, there are trades in here each and every day. There is learnable slash teachable information in here every single day. It's kind of tour guide-ish. What do we have over in Camp IWM? We have an uptrend. We have new highs. We have a bullish market. Nothing wrong with this tape. We have no signal of any kind of a trend change whatsoever. Don't fight the trend. Here's the weekly chart. Where are they going to stop? Well, we don't know exactly, but will 200 be magnetic? And the answer is, yeah, they'll probably get to 200 at minimum before any kind of a decent pullback. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Now, this is interesting. So we're not at new highs in the transportation department. And don't forget, 
The transports are my A number one canary in the coal mine. Second favorite market leading indicator, but best canary in the coal mine. So guess what? We've got new highs elsewhere, but not here. We've got a pretty big down day yesterday, and today we stayed below the 20 period moving average. Maybe they pop back above it tomorrow, we don't know, but for now, we have to have that as a puzzle piece on the table. It's a canary type market, we have to know that they're struggling. We've certainly seen this before, where it's days removed from other markets following suit. And then we look back and say, hey, look at the canary in the coal mine, look where they made a high relative to the other markets making a high, yada, yada, yada. So we've seen this before, we've read this book before, we've seen the movie trailer before. Still yet around 12,000 is going to be a line in the sand. They start getting below and closing daily below 12,000. Watch out. 11,650 likely in rapid fashion. How about the folks out in Silicon Valley, out in the left coast? 30350, they were above it yesterday, they're above it again today. Challenging what? Challenging the former highs and we have another breakdown candle high. So it's a dual whammy. What's the easiest way that they can get above all that stuff? Well, the easiest way is to gap above all that stuff. If they do that by chance, and this is in the spirit of being pre-prepared, if they gap above, for example, what's the former high? Let's move the chart over and let's figure out what we're talking about here. The high is 308.60 and the high in this candle. All right, so 308.60. So let's say they gap up and they run up. I'm making this up as I go along. They run up to 310, 311, and then they begin pulling back. Guess what? And this is just what we discussed before. 308.60 will be, at least from an intraday perspective, at least for that point in time, would be, should be support. If they blow through it back on the downside, it's a failed breakout and something else is developing. However, if they have intentions of going higher, 308.60 in that scenario will become support if they gap above it and come back to run the test. Trade School 101. About the XLF, anything wrong with the XLF? Absolutely not. All they're doing is eating time off the clock, going back and forth ever since the point in time which they got up to 28.55 to fill the gap. Where are they headed? Is there any change from what we've been discussing? No, 30 bucks. Smash Mouth, running up to do what? Run a test of the breakdown candle high. Where have we seen this before? I don't know. Let me scratch my head for a while. It's in an uptrend. There's nothing wrong with the SMH. Up almost 2% today, one and three quarter percent, almost four bucks. Nice healthy day across the SMH. Therefore, the tech sector, the SMH, if money is flowing into these type of growth sectors, that's at least for the time being representative of a healthy tape. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. True and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. It's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.